What's up, my friends? Welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so excited that you are here. Today is a day of firsts. This is the first time that I'm recording in the new setup here in the living room. First time that I am recording with Allison Sullivan's background because uh, we're in a time of transition here. Uh, first time that we have uh, a new guest co-host joining the show for the first time in Peter Schmidt from Game of Favorites and a first time guest, longtime listener, Andy Shaggy Cordy, to talk about his comics and a new project that he has coming out catholic comic creator he's a great guy so i hope that you enjoy today's show if you do please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening enjoy what's up and welcome to forte catholic i am taylor stroll and today we have a guest co-host joining the show for the first time, which is strange for a guest co-host. Usually I vet them through the guesting process, but I've been a guest on his shows multiple times. Peter Schmidt's joining me. Hello, Peter. Well, hello. I'm super flattered to be here. Um, yeah, and glad that I, I, I clearly don't need vetting. That's um, that's that's a big compliment. I appreciate that. You need a vet, though. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're an animal. <laughs> You're an animal. I need a haircut. Um, <laughs> I don't. Sad. Well, yeah. So I, I was thinking, um, so I have a background in stats. Um, I probably won't talk about numbers because who likes to talk about numbers? Wow. Now I know why you're single. You brought up that within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> listen, listen, I was going to make a joke about averages. You know, I have extra hair. You have a little bit of a uh, a lack of hair. We average out. See? See? Balance. Yeah. Hashtag single. Today's episode is not brought to you by Catholic Match. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, Damn. I've mentioned... I've mentioned your show a couple of times. You have, uh, well, one primary and then a new one that's been going on on Twitch. But um, you uh, followed in my footsteps, my very large and uh, and, and uh, intense footsteps. Do that every day. Mm -hmm. Doing your show full time. So explain this show to us, because I think people who have never heard it need explanation. And honestly, I think some people who have watched, like Allison Sullivan, need an explanation of what Game of Favorites is. <laughs> My, I've been doing this show for four years and my parents still ask clarifying questions like, wait, what is this show? Um, like, why is Taylor on again? <laughs> you know, uh, my mom and my dad have different tastes. Uh, my dad likes uh, likes you on the show more than my mom does. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the opposite. I remembered one of them not liking me, but I had it wrong in my head. Well, I, I could have it wrong, too. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think that the, the way that I like to explain my show, it's called game of favorites. It's a Catholic comedy show. Um, I like to give context first. So four years ago, 2017, I was watching a lot of who's line clips on YouTube. That was five years ago. Four years, year of our Lord, four, four years and change. <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> this year's almost over. Like, when did you start? December 31st? <laughs> Actually, yeah. December 14th was our, December 14th, 2017 was our very first show. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I just haven't come around to saying five years yet. But yeah, we're getting four years and 10 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you just sounded like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> 
goodness. Um, yeah, so I was watching that a lot of Who's Line, and I enjoy Who's Line. I think it's very funny. I don't always appreciate how much they lean on like crude humor. Um, and oh, that's why it's my favorite show of all time. <laughs> that's why we edit your episodes when you're on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but regardless, what what my question was as I was watching that, I was just wondering like, is there something that has a similar similar feel but uh, builds more on Catholic values? Um, like not, not Forte Catholic. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so I didn't <laughs> find you back then. Um, uh, so uh, that was all a wash. So I said, well, if nobody else is doing this, clearly didn't know you. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, and so I started the show. Uh, Game of Favorites was a placeholder name, uh, and we just never changed it. Uh, but the idea, so so the tone is wholesome Catholic entertainment, um, casual comedy. That's that. Um, the the structure of the show is supposed to be simple. Um, I bring four people into a video call. Um, I ask them questions and I broadcast this all on Twitch. Um, and, uh, and they give me answers to the questions. I put those answers up on screen. The answers are all anonymous. And so then the, the chat can vote on what they think the best answer is. And then we award points and uh, make fun of each other. Um, so, so if you had points and voting in your show, then we would be running the same show. That's what I think. Right. <laughs> uh, we do. Uh, and they're all awarded to me every week and I constantly <laughs> win, <laughs> which is funny. So, uh, you know, so twitch.tv slash P Tony, correct? That's, yes, the, that's yes. the primary channel, right? I know you have like 87 offshoots because the first one was so popular. You had to have some offshoot shows. Uh, so, uh, like it's it's fun. Like the, all the Forte Catholic co-hosts have gone on and played against yeah. each other once. That was that was it a was blast. So uh, the, the old ladies had no idea what was going on, <laughs> which was very fun. Uh, I, I've been on uh, quite a few times. Uh, one one of my favorite times. It was actually a time that I wasn't on the show. So if you're not if you're not familiar with Twitch at this point, when John Blevins is one of these co-hosts, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, but um, most people on Twitch have like a minimum amount that you can donate. Essentially it's like a little like little little tip jar, right? So uh Peter has a tip jar and one show that I was not on. I was sitting on an exercise bike uh in my gym uh towards the beginning of COVID, right? So it was like right after the gym opened and I was just sitting on the bike. And usually I would bike for about five to six miles uh, per session that I was there, right? Mm -hmm. But then I had this glorious idea and I realized that Peter during one of Game of Favorites did not have a minimum amount donated. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, I could give one penny at a time. So, I bought $5 worth of pennies. And what happens on the screen when you're watching Twitch is that if somebody donates, it takes over the whole stream. I just completely took over the show. I was not a guest that day. And I just kept throwing pennies at you. And you can't get mad at me because I'm donating and creating a, a, an, a, a, uh, a culture where other people can donate. But... That show definitely didn't happen, and I made a lot of enemies, but it was funny as heck, and I ended up biking 11 miles that night because I was so caught up in throwing pennies at you from afar that I forgot <laughs> that my legs were tired. And I like barely made it back to my car. <laughs> yeah, uh, we do have a bit of a bit alert now, um, and that is courtesy of Taylor Schroll. Um, yeah, what a time! I, you know, you know that's one of the things that I've learned. Like we we have a, a code of conduct behind the scenes, and like any good code of conduct, most of the rules in the code of conduct have stories that I don't always share behind them. Right? Um, yeah, uh, I like, <laughs> like I I love like from grade school i was the reason that rules exist because like you know like no talking in class with the teachers talking like that's a rule everywhere and everybody right. knows that 
But like, it's the weird rules. Like, hey, we have to change our minimum donations because Taylor won't stop being generous to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, I, I like just the visual of me throwing pennies at you. You live far away, so I couldn't do it to you. Mm-hmm. But a, a, a few weeks after that, maybe a couple of months, but it was always just kind of in the back of my head. Like, hey, that was a fun evening. Uh, there's a guy, a, a, a friend of mine. We were in a men's Bible study together, and we we all ordered lunch. And he was very generous. This was right when I was starting to become like early, early on being a missionary. So I was fundraising my salary and all these things. Right. So he was very generous and he makes good money and he would buy my lunch at like, I don't know, three out of the four times that we met a a month. And it was very kind. And then one time he complained because um, we went to a wings place and I ordered wings, which is perfectly fine. But I also then said, hey, can I have some celery with it? And they charged us for the celery which is so weird at a wings place like the the celery comes with wings right yeah they charged us for it like 80 cents so he said you don't owe me for lunch but you owe me the 80 cents for (laughs) ordering extra so when we left i drove by and because of you i had all the change in like the you know the little side thing in my car like the little cup holder Mm -hmm. and i just threw 80 cents at him like (laughs) pelted him with a nickel and a dime and a quarter and a few pennies and that was all because of you i'm assaulting my friends because of your twitch show uh huh yeah huh wow i i thought that i was doing good work in the world but i don't know if i am um Hmm. You've unleashed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enabling you. Um, oh, you had a tweet recently where you said you could do anything you wanted if you just had the hair for it. Um, <laughs> and I remember meaning to reply to it and never getting around to it because that's how I interact with Twitter. But I wanted to say, look, we could team up. If you want to tell me what you want to be said, and then I'll say it with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't you don't have my blue eyes though my blue eyes are that's true power. that's my true we'll have to do power. some like photoshop <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you can do like those mashups you know of like guess who the mashup is on t- on tiktok that'd be very fun um here's here's my thing with your show and and one of the reasons that i that i brought you on is you, you have found this niche of people that was uh, for the most part not being reached and uh the the reason that i noticed that is because uh, you've you the reason that I noticed that you've built up this niche and you've built up this community on you know the Catholic Twitch sphere, the Catholic internet, is that I'm hilarious and I'm the funniest person that you've ever had on your show, and I've won Absolutely. once, and I I, I usually <laughs> get last place. Uh-huh. I usually get last place. So like all these prompts that you give us. I've been watching stand-up comedy. I've been watching Who's Line. I've been watching, uh, you know, I've been hosting a show for seven years. Uh, you know, man, like, I'm I'm very funny. And I never get, my my answers are never funny enough for your community. So you've built up this weird niche community. So, um, one, how did you do it? And then, two, why are they so weird and think I'm not funny? <laughs> uh, your second question, I'm going to leave to the comments. If anybody has a question, has, has a, a thought on why people might not find Taylor funny, there's a comment section on YouTube. There's reviews on Apple. Like, I I, I just, you know, I, and those are all helpful for you, right? So I just wanted... Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> how I built it, uh, community events is uh, one invite at a time, I find. Like, especially uh, when we were starting off, um, 
Shucks, I had the same strategy as back in the day. I used to organize a lot of volleyball games. Um, and the way I would do it is I would have ah, a list I, of people. I, I, I see how that translates into. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me translate it. <laughs> I'm, I've talked very roundabout. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm the sort of person that you could edit out 80% and still get the same points. You through. served it. I spiked it. It's yeah, okay. We'll use exactly. your dumb volleyball reference. That, that was exactly what I meant. No, but so if you want to organize a volleyball game, you have a list of names and you invite them. Um, and in the early days of Game of Favorites, uh, that was how, you know, um, uh, I, I would organize a show. I, it's 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 uh, it's an entertainment show, but it's also a bit of a game night. It, it's more and more entertainment show as we grow. But um, I, I would just in, invite people to it until I ran out of the 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 hmm, the social graces. That what am I looking for? Um, like you can only pester somebody so many times before they're like, "Hey, please stop! Please just stop! Please stop!" You know. Um, but uh, found people that enjoyed it and just invited them every week. Um, I think, uh, I think it fits, uh, a, I think it, it fits a need or, or, or a want that a lot of people have, especially right after college. Um, like a lot of Catholic college kids have Newman centers that they can go to and it becomes a community, um, where, I mean, where they hang out in a home away from home, but right after college, suddenly you move and you lose all that. And the Newman center, I mean, if there is a Newman center in your city, like it's still, I mean, you, some people will still continue to hang out at the Newman center, but it's not built for you. Right. And, and you kind of need to find your own community in a young adult world. And that transition time, um, not as many people want to, to hang out, you know, like some people are starting families and things and lots of people are moving and there's not the same gathering spaces. And there's, there's all these, these, uh, these frustrations uh, that, that people feel, um, game of favorites is a place where, uh, where we can be a community that's just here to have some wholesome fun together. Um, and it's very easy to enter into. You just have to, you know, have a Twitch account and start talking to people, you know? Um, so, so I think that's how we grew just invites and being a good space. So the fact that the community is a little odd reflects that it's host is a little odd. Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> Um, hmm. You see, hmm. I, uh, maybe, maybe this discussion would be best off air. <laughs> no. no. It no. wouldn't. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. What, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no idea. Um, uh, I don't track who wins. Well, I keep it in the database, but I don't, I don't remember who wins and who loses how often. So I wouldn't have known that you only won once, honestly. Um, I remember how entertaining you started this are. conversation off by saying, "Oh, like within thirty seconds, you're like, I love stats and keeping <laughs> stats," and then you're ending this first segment by saying, "I don't know any stats." <laughs> I don't remember the stats. I just calculate them and store them and move on. No, like as as a director of the show, if you will. I mean, what what I care about is the. Uh, how entertaining are we on screen? Um, which is very different than how entertaining are the answers are and are the answers getting votes? Um, you know, like that's that's not the same. Some folks are are very entertaining with their voice and maybe their face. Uh, and other people might uh, be more entertaining with uh, 60 characters on a screen. You know, like it's, it's, it's a bit different type of... Um, Oh, different type of comedy. Um, I think you fill the screen very well 
Uh, Is that a fat joke <laughs> no, on my show? It was meant to be a volume joke, but then it came out wrong. Okay, Sorry. so I invite you to be a guest co-host, and you call me fat, bald, and... Uh, the listeners aren't going to love I, me. I, that's what I, I think. I, I see how it is. That, uh, that's, how I, that's how I feel about uh, being on the show. It's like I feel like, on, on your show, is that I feel like people enjoy me being there, but just refuse to vote for my answers. <laughs> I've been a contestant a few times, I think like three or four, and I have never gotten better than third place, if that is yeah. any consolation. But you already think you're funnier than me, so I probably isn't. Oh, I, it's not just a thought. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> empirical data. I have my own stats on my computer. Of, oh, uh, jo- jokes per minute, laughs per show. You know, I, I've got it all right there. Oh, Will okay. I ever reference it? No, because I learned from the best statistician I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's enough about you on my show. I have, I have, uh, I have a confession to make. Yeah, and it's a very, very odd confession. Um, typically, how this show works is that we record the week before it comes out. So, like, the show comes out on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoons on YouTube. It comes out at you know, uh, midnight on on Wednesday night. So, typically, record like the Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday before that, right? So typically when I'm looking ahead, like I have to be like, hey, you know, the Halloween episode, we have to record that a week, you know, the week before and talk about it. Otherwise, it'll be too late. And then it's like mid-November or you know, the middle of the first week of November. Nobody cares. Same with like Christmas. It's like especially with Christmas, it's like we're all going to be traveling. So we'll record the Christmas episode in like the second week of December because we have to get guests and co-hosts. But typically we're a week ahead. So when Allison and I recorded uh, last week. I thought it was for this week's show. So we started off last episode by saying that it was going to be my birthday, that by the time everyone has heard this, my birthday was going to have happened on Tuesday. So if you watch <laughs> on YouTube, you know, it don't, you only have like six hours, so I'm not going to yell at you, but you would have listened on my birthday. But most people, the next, you know, the next day, the next few days, that's when most people listen. Um, it would have already have been my birthday because my birthday is Tuesday and the show was coming out Wednesday. What I didn't realize is that um, Allison and I kept rescheduling our recording because both of our lives were kind of crazy that week. So we ended up recording that on Monday. And so since it was one week, I thought it was going to come out the following week. Well, it came out the next day. (laughs) So I spent all of last week getting very confused DMs and messages and tweets saying, Happy birthday, Taylor. I'm so, th- you know, thank you for the show or, hey, this, uh, you know, enjoy your day. Wh- whatever, right? People were being so kind, but then a few people were also like, why is no one else wishing this person that seems to have a community around him? Why is no one else wishing him a happy birthday? Uh, so the chosen few were wishing me a happy birthday. And you know why, Peter? Mm-hmm. Because because my birthday, as this episode is coming out, is today or it happened yesterday if you're listening on wednesday i was a week ahead and got my own birthday episode wrong <laughs> so all week last week i was like why are people sending me birthday messages it's because <laughs> i recorded with allison thinking it was a week late and it was not so that's my weird community that i've built people who will strangely wish me happy birthday and be like i mean happy birthday but why am i the only one saying this <laughs> i Huh, that's interesting. I I don't know if I've ever. Okay, yeah, no. When I wish somebody a happy birthday, I don't look at who else is wishing a happy birthday. I, 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 I think this is a great opportunity. You like attention, right? You just get more birthday attention, and that's 
I don't know if that's a healthy thing, but it'll be something you enjoy, right? <laughs> right. So, like, I think one of the reasons that I have always kind of been averse to, like, birthday week or birthday month is kind of like my tendency to pride. I don't want to make the whole week or month about sure. me. And especially <laughs> over the last, like, like my, my wife and I got married uh, a decade ago. Our youngest child is five years old. So... Um, I can't have birthday month because my daughter's birthday is, the, is October 12th. My <laughs> wife's birthday is October 18th. My birthday is the 25th. So like everybody gets a week, like it's Felicity's week and then my wife's week and then my week. But um, if you're tracking and paying attention, I was getting happy birthday wishes on my wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I not only like I wasn't I don't like birthday month, but I was stealing the thunder from my wife's birthday and I hated that. Did she take that okay? How did that go? She doesn't know until she's <laughs> listening to this right now because they were all private DMs. Or she could probably hear me from the other end of the house, if we're being honest. She's finding out with you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, happy birthday to your wife. That's delightful. Yeah, so everybody said, so I got all my birthday wishes a week early. Send them to her a week late <laughs> as you're listening to this. <laughs> I just felt so dumb. Like yeah. I thought I was being so proactive and getting, you know, like, right. like working ahead, normal flow. And uh, no, I'm an idiot. That, yeah. that, that, so it was very funny because I mean, I don't, I don't want to disparage anybody who was incredibly kind to me. People were very, very nice and sending me messages for happy birthday. But what they didn't know is that every time they wished me a happy birthday, they were reminding me of how stupid I am. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, thanks, but I feel real dumb about this whole situation. <laughs> Uh, no, I totally get that though. Like working with a lot of different people's calendars, being off by a week. I mean, that happens. <laughs> I think. Yeah, for real, for real. It's so funny. So I, I just thought it was kind of funny that, you know, I knew you were going to come on. We were going to talk about this strange community that you've built at Game of Favorites on twitch.tv slash Tony. And here I am uh, confusing my very loving audience. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of the audience, we're going to take a little break. Um, whenever we come back from break, it's an interview that I did with uh, Catholic Comics creator Andy Shaggy Cordy, who's been a supporter and listener of the show for quite some time. We're going to talk to him about one of his upcoming projects about using um, uh, art within Catholicism and within the quote-unquote secular world. And then Peter will rejoin me for our final segment today. Do not go anywhere. As mentioned, today is my real birthday and not last week like i thought it was going to be it's, it's a whole confusing thing if you've been paying attention you know what i'm talking about but in honor of the good old birthday of yours truly if you would like to support the work that we're doing at forte catholic that's what i would invite you to do as a birthday present so uh we are a catholic 501c3 nonprofit, so all of your donations are tax deductible and it helps us to continue making this show other great shows it helps us to uh, continue to expand and grow i have a lot of ideas of things that i can't really do yet because i have to focus on um, some of the projects that we have now that are income uh driving so if uh if i could you know have some more donations i could focus on creating more content which is what i know you enjoy so you can do so at fortecatholic.com slash donate that's fortecatholic.com slash donate you can uh, become one of our monthly supporters or just give a one-time donation in honor of my birthday thank you welcome back to forte catholic i am taylor stroll and i am joined by super fan of Forte Catholic and incredible comics creator, Andy Shaggy Cordy. Andy, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? How's <laughs> nice it going, to, guys? 
It's nice to see you. It's nice to hear you. I know it's funny. We we interact just about every week. You know, as the show's coming out, you're a very avid listener. Um, you've been listening for a very long time, uh, and it's and we, you and I have gotten to meet in person. We got to go to a pub when I was up in uh, in Indianapolis for a cons uh, conf- conference. I guess there were concerts at it, but you know, for a conference, and we finally got to meet in person after years of only interacting online. Uh, so it's it's good to to finally have you on the show. Yes, I believe uh, I'm the most rabid fan. Uh, as... I th- yeah, because I think we got rabid and r- rabid confused, and I think I called you <laughs> rabid at one point. <laughs> yeah, very funny. The, the the foam is luckily staying in at the moment. So <laughs> good. Yeah, you look like a mixture of Keanu and Jesus, and sound like a mixture between Jesus and Fergie. So we've got a lot going on here. <laughs> I want you to to introduce yourself. I know that you, uh, you know, you've been the reason that I really got connected with you is through your comics, comic books. So if I was uh, stuck in an elevator and or stuck in a Zoom call with you for 30 seconds, how would you introduce yourself? Well, I'm I'm Andy Shaggy Cordy. Um, I make comic books. Um, Well, by day, I make signs and do design work and things like that. Um, By night, I work on comic books. Um, and sketch cards, um, you know, of everything from superheroes to saints, um, horror stuff. I, I really like horror and monster comics. Um, like that's, that's a lot of fun to me. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like I really try to promote the faith, um, which has an amazing amount of horror aspects to it. So uh, to me, they kind of walk hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen your St. Sebastian Saint card, you know, you're very, very <laughs> much mixed. Uh, there's a lot of the Saint cards that have like their martyrdom. And there is like, I mean, that's not an exciting thing to have watched. You know, like we all glorify it now. It's like, I don't think I would have want to watch if I was there, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to glorify death. Um, there's too many of a certain type of Catholic that um, think that they're going to go out with a red martyrdom. Um, And while there are lots of martyrs within the faith nowadays, uh, here in the United States, pretty much mostly white martyrdom, not red. Um, But like one of the things that Julius Caesar had said is, it's easy to find a hundred men willing to die for you. It's difficult to find 10 men who are willing to suffer for you. Oh, I, I hadn't heard him say that. that. Yeah, it's very true, but I didn't realize that. I, I had heard similar things from like Christian sources. So it's cool to hear that uh, I really Caesar got it too. Yeah, I, I, I you know, and he, he's not wrong. You know, like that was part of the fall of the roman empire is i mean one one they were spread too thin um and there was some betrayal that happened but like the the suffering that that uh people had to go through for the sake of of the empire like they just they got sick of it you know and but marching into battle ah it's not hard you know might not make it back eh, you know but <laughs> actually suffer 10 years 20 years 40 years uh, nobody wants to go through it 
You merely adapted the dark. I was born in it. Morning, Riot. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's cool. So, like, going back to, like, what you do, it's, like, one of the things that I really enjoy is, like, within your comics creation, it's, like, you're doing the things that are, that you care about right so you have the this this horror and mystery element that you really enjoy and you also have this your faith that's just very important to you right so you have uh quote unquote secular comics that you put out but then you also um do the, the faith thing as well and I, i've seen it's like it's like 50 50 for you right like like you have ve- been very generous with forte catholic and gifting us saint cards that we then get to get to gift to to donors and back when we did patreon you know all that kind of stuff and now i'm able to give them out to to, to uh, current supporters and like when I go travel, I can give you know we'll play games with kids, and I'll you know it's like hey you know hey if you win this game, I've got this saint card for you. Like they, they've they've been really cool, right? And I and I really really enjoy them because I'm a huge comic books guy. Um, but there's something that you're doing uh, here pretty soon. Uh, I mean, literally within days from when we're recording this, uh, you have a big project coming up for the month of November. Uh, why don't you explain it to me? Because uh, you've told me, and I'm still a little confused. So tell me about it. <laughs> Taylor, you follow me on uh, all all the social medias that I'm on. Um, yeah, MySpace, Parlor, uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, LinkedIn might be the only one that we don't follow each other on. Um, so, so right now, you've seen me putting out some more of my horror side of stuff um, because I'm currently going through uh, a thing called Drawloween. And my oldest daughter um, is doing Inktober. Um, both of these were created by artists who who just said, you know, like let's let's do something to create more artwork and um, have some fun with it. Uh, you know, something to kind of stimulate the creativity. Um, and what it what it does is um, they have like a a list of prompts and those prompts maybe say like a, a phrase um like the prompt for today in particular is uh for drawloween is shave and a scare cut and so you would you would draw something based with that theme okay i wanted to do something similar there's several prompts things it's not just inktober and drawloween there is in may there is merry may you know which is different marian apparitions and uh merry titles uh that one was created by uh the fantastic amy rodriguez her art is absolutely amazing um there is also mermay which is all mermaid themed it's merman In March, there is March of the Robots. Um, You know, so like every few months, another one of these comes cropping up. Um, And so in November, well, I mean, we start the month with All Saints Day. And then the next day is All Souls Day. And I was like, you know, like really, October is nothing more than preparation for All Saints Day. So. Let's make that whole month saints, you know? So the Holy Spirit, like, really was nudging me on this. Um, And I was just going to do it for myself at first. Um, And it 
so I created a prompt list um, using just some random words, but some were also specific towards, I won't even say Catholicism, I'll, I'll just say specific towards Christianity. Um, because I, a lot of this, I want it to, I want other denominations to feel like they could participate in this if they wanted to. You can be cool, other Christians, as a treat. Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's not to say that other denominations don't, you know, value the saints. Um, the Lutherans do to a certain point. The Methodists do to a certain point. Episcopalians do for a good chunk of it. Um, and Anglicans. But you, like, you, like, the the prompts are generic christian words another day um the word is chasuble you know the the poncho looking thing that the priest wears there's any number of saints that you could pick from that that wore a chasuble because of of being a priest um actually i found the the saint that i'm gonna draw for chasuble is fantastic because um his skin was flayed off of him in the shape of a chasuble. So like That's incredibly okay. gross. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's also and so you. <laughs> it is me. It is very me. I don't think you've given the name for this whole November thing. I don't think you've said it at all. You've given us the examples. I haven't yet. Um, so when, like I said, the Holy Spirit was really pushing me to do this and as i was was like making the list and everything um it 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 struck me that this might actually be good for not just me but other people which is you know why i pick some generic words the and 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 i couldn't come up with a name and i was like well it's in november it's doing artwork which is not to say that it has to be specifically drawings, guys. Like you, you want to write a poem, do it. Write a poem. You know, uh, I'm inviting you to use whatever art you use, but the arts is is kind of how it's done around. I so so we've got no arts, and the Holy Spirit hit me with it, and I just laughed like a lunatic <laughs> for for at least 10 minutes my family was like what is wrong with you and i was like it's going to be called nov arts ordo that's so funny when you messaged it to me i died laughing i think it's hilarious <laughs> i know right like okay so the name is because november the arts and the holy spirit is hilarious so right. he went with nov arts ordo it's very funny. It's very funny. So um, people can follow along. You'll be drawing to, uh, you know, to, to these themes. Other, other, other comic creators are going to be drawing along. So um, I think the best way to, for people to follow along is the two primary ways that I follow you. And you can add on any, any others. If I miss them, we joked about the joke social medias earlier, but the primary places for me is Andy Shaggy Cordy on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, so not only is it your art, but there's also a hashtag going on. Explain that to the people they can, they can participate. So um, you can also follow me on, on uh, Facebook, which is also Andy Shaggy Cordy um, uh, with a K K O R T Y. 
It'll be down in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, the hashtag is Nove Arts Ordo, like N-O-V-A-R-T-S-O-R-D-O. Um, and if if you would please post that with any artwork that you do, whether and when I say artwork, like I said, I, I don't care if the Holy Spirit inspires you to do a dance that that somehow tells the story of this saint or you do more traditional art or maybe it's just a quick sketch um whatever you post it use that hashtag and let's teach people about the saints let's learn ourselves about more saints and let's have fun with it like let's be creative you know and if you use that hashtag I can find it and I can retweet it. I can share it. I can, um, uh, I'm going to have to download repost so that I can repost, <laughs> you know, people's stuff. But like, I really want to, I really want to help people learn more about the saints because there's such a wide variety of, of saints um, out there with checkered pass with weird things that have happened in their life with fantastic miracles. And most of us only know the popular ones. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's so much more there. We have a huge cloud of witnesses. Yeah. I love it. And you as a, you know, as a, as a rabid listener of the show, as we like to call you, uh, know that, that the saints is one of the, one of the places that I lack in my, in my knowledge of just, you know, this plethora of saints that we have. So I'm looking forward to following along on social media. Um, I can't draw my name legibly, but I'm going to have my daughter who is a very good artist. I'm going to have her participate and, and, uh, and, and do some of them. So you'll see that on my social media. You'll see it on Andy at Andy Shecky Cordy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow Nov Arts Ordo, follow the challenge. All the links are down in the in the bio, down in the description. Andy, thanks for taking this time out with us, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having yeah. me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Guys, don't go anywhere. I will be right back for more Forte Cafe. I'd love for you guys to check out our friends over at the Ave Spotlight podcast. If you want to hear more about life from a Catholic perspective, listen to host Chanel Shaw talk with special guests about culture, current events, and all things Catholic. You'll walk away with a better understanding of your faith and how to live it in the world today. Check out Ave Spotlight podcast and make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you can uh, so that you don't miss any of the new and exciting episodes. You can also sign up for all the free content at AveMariaPress.com or by following Ave Maria Press on your favorite social media app. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll and I'm rejoined by our guest co-host for today, Peter Schmidt. And I mentioned earlier that Peter is incredibly single. Uh, I didn't say it earlier, but we talked about his gorgeous hair, and he has he has locks. So he is Catholic, has hair, and is single. So ladies, connect with him <laughs> on twitch.tv slash Tony, and, you know, slide in those DMs and wish him a happy birthday a week early, you know? So, oh, and no, nothing you want to say to that? Okay, cool. Uh, no. So... <laughs> <laughs> you kept for those not watching on on the video. You kept trying to interject. You're just like, ah, there's no point. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, but, <laughs> what one of the running jokes over on my show is that it's actually a dating show, and I've just given up fighting it. I, I just can't. Mm, yeah, but you know, it just haunts me. It's great. Thank you. No, Thank any, you for bringing. Anytime it back. you get 
Catholic young adults together. It's going to be. <laughs> that's true. Be a that's true. Thing. I mean, that's, it's like, this is our only shot to find a good Catholic <laughs> man or woman. So it's not working in real life. So let's go on Friday evenings to play Game of Favorites or whatever day you're playing now. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet, I'll meet people who live yeah, 13 yeah. states away. <laughs> or maybe in so, Ireland. You never know. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. So. So you think, I mean, I, I think, and you think, that you're a pretty good catch. I mean, you're Catholic, you're, you're running your own business, you've got <laughs> this beautiful hair. This is not the segment that I prepared you're, for. You're, you're a, oh, oh, it's about to be. You're <laughs> no. a good-looking guy, but um, there's one drawback to your life, Peter. Yes, yes, yes. And that is, like you and anyone else who decides to uh, you know, serve the Lord and try to do something new and different, is that you're poor, and you would like to talk about that poverty. So, I mean, ladies, if, if there's a sugar mom out there, then this is the man for you, because here's our here's our segment. You wanted to talk about poverty, so let's talk about poverty. Wow, what an introduction. Um, I do have a Patreon. <laughs> if uh, uh, Okay, never. Um, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is... It is interesting to think about poverty since I'm very much living hand to mouth. Uh, but also, like, hmm, hmm, I don't know. Like, this wasn't supposed to be a section about me. Uh, that's what the last one was about. Um, this was supposed to be talking about poverty in general. It, it is odd, like, having being someone who's poor, but also, like, I have an iPhone. I have a car. I have a, comp a desktop computer and a laptop. I even have a VR headset from another time that I just got out of storage and I'm working on setting Num up. Number one rule about poverty. If you, if you own a VR headset, you cannot talk about poverty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? like that, that's such a... I mean, like, if I'm really poor, then how did I spend money on a VR headset? Like, this, this is kind of odd. Um, uh, but that also, like... Okay, so I was listening to a podcast that was talking about poverty, and generally they talk about money from a Catholic perspective, um, and I don't agree with everything they say, but I do frequently find myself being challenged when they speak and wrestling with interesting ideas. Um, it's a good approach. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's like anytime I have a conversation with Taylor. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to teach people, both with what I say and how they interact with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but okay so on this podcast as, as a working definition for poverty and we're talking about the virtue of poverty versus like um being impoverished uh like we're not talking about being destitute and not being able to cover your own means uh your own responsibilities and needs uh so like what they were talking about with poverty is poverty is when you uh can cover what you need in life and then uh, give the excess away and depend on God to sustain you. Um, uh, which, you know, like it's as a working definition that, that can get you pretty far. And I probably didn't say it exactly how they did, but close enough, I'm sure. Um, uh, but the point that they were drawing out and that I've been continuing to wrestle with is what is excess? What is surplus? Um, and in today's world, it gets really difficult to to parse that out, I think. Like, for example, basic human needs, I don't need a car. However, the way that the world is structured today, it would be really hard to live life without a car. So we've created a need that isn't innate to us where everyone needs a car. Or like the concept of 
uh, of like, I don't know, uh, retirement and accounts and things, you know, like there is an expectation that, I mean, the responsible thing to do is to take care of your own future by investing in retirement accounts and things. Right. Um, but that also kind of runs contrary to the idea of giving away excess and depending on God, because now every single dollar that you get needs to be invested in something. Every dollar is needed, no matter how many you have. And so suddenly it's very difficult to actually know what is extra money and what you can give away in generosity and, and what you need. Um, so that's, yeah. as somebody who is definitely not hitting the mark of having excess, um, I'm just thinking about that in philosophical terms, I suppose, and just, you know, um, judging anybody who has a real job. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I, th I think there's this there's the things that have helped me right is that like I um one is that that's why I love the idea of for most people the idea of like a ten percent tithe right yeah um that you know like that's not I know it's not a quote unquote rule but it's just a very good barometer of like if everybody has that then everybody's quote unquote doing their part right now I think it can get crazy like when, when when you have when you're like the elon musks and and you know, when you hit that amount of wealth like you should probably be donating or doing charitable work with a little bit more than 10 percent. because at that point you do have quite a bit of excess right <laughs> but i think for most people who aren't going to be like that level of wealth like most people listen to the show most people who are you know good catholics it's like i have people who um support me on a monthly basis that make less than i do i have people who support me on a monthly basis that make uh, I can't even do the math of how many times more money they make, right? Right. Um, but, but those richer people are able to give their their 10% is, you know, a third of my income. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like their donation, right? So I think, I think having that helps with just like that heart posture of like, you know, giving back to God, giving back to the community. Because um, then if you're making... Let's see if I can do math well from the stats. Uh, the stats guy can help me out, right? <laughs> so if I if I make ten thousand dollars a year, then I'm giving away a thousand, right? If I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, then I'm giving away ten thousand. How how much is it if I make a million? Hundred hundred thousand? Yeah. So like, that's still like that's quite a bit of money. Like think think about that, right? Right. Like if somebody and, and I've and I've seen stuff like this. JJ Watt. I just saw him. I, I love him. He's a, he's a Houston Texans player for years. He's not on Texans anymore. He's on Arizona. But like when hurricane harvey hit houston he raised like i think it was like 30 million dollars like just it's just an incredible amount of money and then he gave a bunch of money to um now anytime there's a tragedy somebody like there was a story this week of some lady selling her jj watt signed jersey so that she could afford a funeral for one of her loved ones right and he heard about it and said keep keep the jersey and he paid for everything he paid for the whole funeral and everything he's done this with like other tra like school shootings deaths in the family whatever right if he hears about it he's given his money so i, I think he's given way more than you know 10 percent because he has hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank but like i think that just that posture of like seeing a need and filling it when you know that you can yeah um yeah that that's really helped me yeah no that makes sense and i i remember that reminds me a bit of um i, I used to to be in a religious order for a while and discerned out. Um, but while I was there, I went on a fundraising tour and some of the benefactors that we met who uh, many of them were, were living uh, uh, comfortable lives financially, let's say. Um, but 
I don't know, like the, the perspective that that we get is that the rich are greedy and a lot of them may be. Uh, but it was it was rather inspiring to see a lot of these benefactors, how they just wanted to be generous. Like we, we I remember we were driving somewhere um, in this. This was down in Georgia uh, in the middle of the summer and our car didn't have air conditioning. So uh, so we got to our first place we were we were going to stay at um and the benefactor uh learned that we didn't have uh air conditioning the, the priest that i was with may have strategically brought that up um and so this benefactor was like there's no way you cannot drive that car and so they gave us their bmw for the next leg oh of the journey <laughs> <laughs> well they took our car into the shop and said would you circle back you can have your car back but for now here's the bmw and it was like wow all right <laughs> Ironically enough, it hurt your fundraising because you pulled up to yes. all your other fundraising meetings in a BMW. <laughs> Do you need money? I mean, yeah, it's not our car. Listen, it's complicated. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, That's funny. it was so. wild. But but like that that generosity of uh like first of all, they wanted to be part of our mission, and that's what the conversations were, were much more about, you know, like um from what I've heard of the fundraising world, one of my favorite phrases I've heard is uh we give by going, they go by giving. Um, the idea that we both want to do good work for the Lord. Some of us have time, which is a limited resource. Some of us have money, which is a limited resource. And we can team up. And that's that's an enjoyable thing that, that can do a lot of good. Um, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, it, it was it was kind of inspiring to see how um, they wanted to make their money work for God's kingdom. Um, and I yeah. think that's that's a cool thing to see. It's it's interesting because like you know I, th- I think often the um like you were like you mentioned like the the assault is on the rich right mm-hmm. and then I I I I had to look at myself whenever I was fundraising I mean there's there's I mean I've worked in ministry, youth ministry for years I was a uh, you know fundraising now I run a nonprofit it's not like we're swimming in cash over here right but we're doing better now than we were when I first started fundraising. I was literally making zero dollars and had to build it up from there, you know. Um, and like those first couple of years were like really hard. And I was not giving 10 percent at times. I was not giving anything because it's like I just needed to. You know, like I didn't have much, so I was very holding close to what I had. And like right. there is a part of it that was like um there was a part of me that was like, I need this money. Like we don't have any extra, even that 10% to give to God. Right. <laughs> and it was kind of that idea of like, Oh, I'll give my time instead. Cause I didn't have any money. And there are going to be you know, quote unquote seasons in life like that. Right. <laughs> but that, but that also kind of created a posture in me that when I started making a little bit more money, it wasn't, I'm going to, you know, it, let's say I made 10 more percent and we were able to live. And then I was made 10 extra percent. I did not give that 10 extra percent to God. Right. I, I I made my life a little more easy, gave myself a little bit more leverage, a little bit more relaxing. Right. And like part of that is good. But over time, I, you know, doubled my salary. Right. From three dollars to six. You know, like I was I, 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 I was able to, like I did have some margin to be able to start giving again. And I, so I started giving. But it was like two percent, four percent, five percent. Right. And it was like just recently. I, I I probably need to go look at it. This is probably a reminder of like. I'm probably I'm I'm giving way more than I used to Mon- money amount right, but mm-hmm. it has the percentage change. I don't think it has. I think I'm still probably not quite to that ten percent. And again, that's not a hard and fast rule, but it's just a good right heart posture thing. And yeah. it it brought up like like 
we we I guess my point is like we all struggle with this. It's not just the rich, it's not just the poor, it's not just the middle class. It's like everybody, it's this posture and kind of like what you were saying at like the beginning, it's not about being poor, but about that living the the virtue of of poverty in all of our lives whether you're me, you or a billionaire listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that was yeah, no it's been it's been really so, so you talked about uh, tithing time, and that's been something that that I've been thinking about recently. Because, like, I don't know, I, <laughs> I I'm at that three dollars range right now, you know. Um, so uh, I I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can tithe financially when at the same time I'm living off of the generosity of like I'm not paying rent, I'm being donated a place to live, uh, which is incredibly generous, um, and I'm very grateful for it but also like giving to the Lord in some way. I've been wondering, like, should I approach the local church and say, Hey, I want to give 10% of a work week every day as, as my tithe. Cause I think that is something that I can actually do right now, as opposed to, uh, well, the money that I don't have. <laughs> right. Um, I think one, one of the, one of the, there's a, you know, I've been donating quite a bit of time to my, to my local church. And essentially I, I have kind of, I, I not that it's again not a perfect one to one comparison or, or hard and fast rule, but it's like I was like if I travel, if I was to travel and give the talks that I'm giving every week at our parish, I'd make five hundred to a thousand dollars a pop, you know, and I'm doing it for free for <laughs> ten ten weeks at a time, three like, th- you know that's thirty sessions a year that I'm just donating to my local parish, so that's anywhere from fifteen hundred you know fifteen hundred no fifteen thousand. What am I? What am I doing? Yeah, like fifteen thousand dollars of time that I'm just donating. You know, it's like that's a lot of money. You know, <laughs> so yeah. there, there is like a lot of times it is like what are, what are your skills? How are you? You know, what what skills do you have? How can you give back to the community? And like putting a money value on that can be helpful. Yeah, yeah. I I think like one of the big takeaways, and and I think that that I took from the podcast is. Um, which you're also talking about, like the idea that tithing and poverty um, isn't just a checkbox that you check off, you know, like it's something that you discern and it's something that uh, it's important to like check back in on and make sure that you're, you're renewing your dependence on God. You're renewing your generosity. You're renewing your sense of looking at, at looking out at what are the resources that I have that can help other people and the church. Um, and, you know, that's a continual, pro- like most virtues, you're either growing or you're not. <laughs> and if you're not, you're probably falling back. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 this, what I very much appreciate about this podcast was it encouraged me to take a second look at poverty and reflect on it in a much uh, deeper and pers- more personal way than I think I have before. Um, and that's, that's been wild. It's just been good. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I, uh, we've been you know, we've been um, chatting a, a bit about money because like, you know, she got her, her job. So we have an, in, in, you know, an increase in how much our household makes, you know, over the last few months. Um, and we also, you know, did the cash out refinance of our house. So we got this like big influx of money. And it was like, there were things that we quite kind of had to do, like major repairs to the house that were very expensive that we that we needed to do. We, you know, you mentioned saving. We had never saved a penny in our lives before. And we were able to take some of that money and put it towards our retirement accounts that we just created. Right. Um, but now it's interesting. And I, and I've been in this scenario multiple times where like, um, 
it's like I know the right answer, right? I, I probably need it. I probably need to go look at it. I probably should be donating a little bit more percentage, but at the same time, like there are things the 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 next big purchase that we need to make is a bid. I am not sleeping well. It affects my entire life. It makes me grumpy. <laughs> it makes me tired. Uh, health wise, it's not good. Um, it makes like everything. The show's not as good. My work's not as good. Like all of that stuff is because I'm not sleeping well, right? So that's the next thing that we need to make, and it's going to be like a four to five thousand dollar purchase. Like that's a big purchase, right? Um, and that would make me very happy the day we get it and it would make me happy for a very long time because it would improve my entire life over the course of the seven to ten years that the mattress lasts right Mm. so i'm trying like in my mind i am saving up for that next big purchase because we made all these other house renovations that were more it's like we have our this is this is a need and then this is like a you know a a, a very high want and all these things right Right. with a bit like health like for my health and for my just being able to work well the bed is very close to a need right like um (laughs) But there's other things that are cheaper that would make me happy right now that are alluring me. And that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to spend 500 bucks and put a new TV up uh, where, you know, in the new setup that we have in here, I would love to, you know, you mentioned like, uh, uh, you know, like your computer, your phone. It's like, I have a computer and phone and, and, and right. video games and all these, like all those little purchases, I could make them and they would make me happy. And they would, it would, it, it would improve my life in some amount for for a limited time for whatever but like it is way better for me in the long run to save up for that bigger purchase mm-hmm. that'll make my entire life better so like that's kind of the thing is i i think it's you know we talk all you see all the time that like poorer neighborhoods have very nice cars and very big tvs right because it's like i can't afford a nicer house or i can't afford uh, to save, I can't afford you know retirement. I can't afford you know college for my kids, or whatever. But I can't afford this nice thing. And like we all right. want to have some pride in things that we own, right? Some of the right. healthy pride. But that's just about, it's it's interesting that you wanted to talk about poverty and money because like I am I have you know I, I lived in poverty for a very long time and I'm out of it. But there's still some of that poverty in me, um, and, and I'm trying to work through that like decision making process. Yeah, yeah, that that is really interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't have a reply to that, uh, but that, but that was good to listen to. <laughs> yeah. The, the, reply, the reply is you just need to be like, yeah, save for the bed. That's the correct reply. You, oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, you were it. already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling, man. I almost went the best buy yesterday for TV. <sighs> so no, I get that. Um, I'll get it eventually. I just need to be patient and wait. So. Um, well, that is our show for today. Peter, I want to thank you for coming on. And this this was good. It was good to talk to you. Usually there's other people yelling and, and interrupting our, our incredible comedic genius. So the fact that we were able to, to hang out today was very good. So uh, twitch.tv slash ptony, P-T-O-N-Y. All the links will be in the description. Anything uh, you, you want the, some final words here? Yeah, I wanted to say I've heard a lot of debates about the proper speed to listen to podcasts at. Um, and I just want to weigh in and say that the proper speed is uh, 1.2. Uh, that, that's, uh, you're kicked off the show. I'm Taylor. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Peter, thanks for joining us. Adios. See ya. <laughs>Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you are watching or listening. Y'all are the best. I will be back next week. Until then, have a great day.